Dearest Max, it has been a fortnight since I've last seen a ball dribbled, a puck shot, or a game played. My unit has been activated and sent to the front lines of the toilet paper aisle. Our food supplies run low, and we are down to single-ply rolls of TP. Pray for me in our hour of need. I fear my unit will not last the night, as the delivery is incoming. Goodbye, old friend. Never forget Dave Gettleman, and never take for granted sports again. Sincerely, Private Austin Weinrich. On March 21st, Private Austin Weinrich was killed, bringing a pallet of toilet paper out to stock the shelves. for another episode of squaring up the sharp i'm max carroll i'm joined here by austin weinrich and we uh we haven't recorded in a while but uh we're here for you today we're going to talk some sports talk some real world stuff and uh and and just kind of break down nfl free agency i think that's what we're going to do today but first things first uh we are presented by the link uh, make sure to check out their website, linksports.com. It is a downtime right now, but there are, there are some things going on. Uh, like we mentioned, there's NFL free agency, some other uh, pieces being pushed out. So make sure to check that out, linksports.com, L-Y-N-Q, sports.com. Everything's free. No reason not to check it out. Uh, so that's that. And I'm here joined by Austin Weinrich, like I mentioned, my co-host. And how you doing, Austin? I'm doing good, Max. Um, to be honest... I'm barely surviving. Yeah. We're on day seven of the quarantine. And it's been rough up here in north in the northeast. New yeah. New York specifically. It's uh it's bad. I mean Especially I, with your job. I mean you're on I guess the front lines. You know. If you yeah, I mean all the front lines of something. I mean there are many front lines right now and this is one of them working in the grocery store industry. Yeah, the retail business. Retail business. Um let's say it's been insane every day. Hordes of people just plow through. Yeah. We've actually opened our store for senior citizens at uh, 6 a.m. And let me tell you, I've seen some of the fittest 60-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. They are sprinting down aisles to get that toilet paper, yeah. that yeah. water. I mean, full speed, maybe like a 5'4'40". <laughs> <laughs> They're combine material. Yeah. I mean, I saw some deadlifts going on. Yeah, well, picking I mean, up those thirty-five back orders. Your uh, your distant cousin, the private, he uh, <laughs> he didn't make it through. I know. You know? So, hey, it's uh, you know I I wouldn't want to be in your position. Um, it's just uh, you know you you kind of have to implore people at this point just to follow instructions. Yeah, the social distancing thing has been a little bit of an issue, especially in grocery stores with the amount of customers coming in at once. Have they started? Uh, limiting the amount of people that can come into the store at one specific time. No, they have not yet, but I would assume that might be the next step, maybe next week. I have uh, been told, uh, after talking to a few people, that some stores are starting to do that already, where there's lines outside and you have to wait online and you can enter when someone else leaves and you have to kind of wait your turn to go into the store. Uh, it seems kind of weird, kind of a weird thing to do because unless they're having... You know, associates walk around with you and say, all right, what do you need? 
let's get you there quick and get you out because yeah, there's a line it makes it a lot more difficult. You know, like you yeah. can't go in and just stroll around and say, oh, I'm going to take my time. I got to get this. I got to get that. Uh, yeah, there would be no browsing shopping. It'd be like, okay, you have a list. We're going to go pick this for you and let's go. Yeah, uh, it's it's a world, a weird world that we live in right now. And uh, just from from my experience, I know I was, you know, I've been talking to a few, you and a few others about it. Uh, just my background in emergency management. This is the, this is kind of, you know, uh, this is what is this, this is this bi- biological you know viruses bacteria pathogens toxins whatever they are biologically uh it's pretty much the scariest thing that you're going to deal with because as we see you're kind of always one step behind and uh, i went on a job uh, interview recently and uh, i was kind of telling you about this they asked me you know what i would be doing uh at this point in time based on the the events that have occurred so far and it's tough to answer and I kind of joked with them. I'm like, hey, I, uh, I was kind of hoping you didn't ask me this question, but you knew it was coming uh, based on the, 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 current, uh, the current events. But, I mean, all you can really do is what we kind of talked about. Just take the information as it comes. Uh, don't, don't get too caught up in the weeds. Uh, you know, there's a lot of misinformation out there. So make sure you're checking your sources and uh, just following instructions the best you can. Obviously... Uh, I don't think we're at a point right now where anyone's going to say you cannot leave your home. I mean, we see it here in New York, which is this is a hot spot right now. Yeah, I think they said 10,000 cases already yeah, in New York. Yeah, it's and the numbers climbing every day. But uh, even even the the instruction that comes out and they say, you know, we're imploring you. It's a it's a forced quarantine uh, for, you know, in, indefinitely. But then afterwards they say, well, if you don't listen to us, there's nothing that we can do. It's like it, yeah, you know, it's like you can't really be fine exactly stuff yet. Yeah, I mean they they said that that might come down the line, but I mean how it's just a mess right now. Small businesses are are struggling, uh, and there's really no end in sight. Yeah, um, the stock market's being very vile, volatile. Uh, yeah, it's just been bad up and down, mostly down, but you see a few rallies here and there. Well, the the uh, pretty much all the gains from the last three years are gone now. Yeah, so it's it's going to be tough the next couple of years, but in the months, so let's just get through months first before yeah. we worry about years. Yeah, and, and everyone I'm, should just stay safe, be smart. You know, obviously, it's trickled over into sports. Uh, we don't know what's happening with Major League Baseball right now. We don't know what's happening with the NBA. We, I mean, honestly, I've heard the early like NBA is going to reevaluate it in mid-April or something. Okay. Which is still, you know, three, four weeks away. Yeah. And baseball then, season's supposed to start next week, and that's not going to happen. No, I mean, initially there were talks about maybe keeping the teams in spring training, extended spring training, but that's been shut down. I've heard a lot of NBA, you know, a lot of NBA players, uh, employees are testing positive. NBA seems to be the worst. Yeah. Um, there was also. The NHL, the Ottawa Senators, but it turns out they might have shared a locker room with the Nets. Yeah, three Nets players, including Kevin Durant. Uh, there's uh, three uh, employees of the uh, 76ers. Uh, it's just you can kind of go down the list, and there's somebody, you know, they had the thing with Rudy Gobert, and he rubs the, the mic, he, he rubs the microphone all over his body, and it's just... Yeah, definitely not taking it seriously, but... Uh 
I mean, how many people really were taking it seriously at that time? So I can't really yeah. blame them. No, I mean, I, 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 I tend to th- take things pretty seriously for the most part. But I'll, I'll admit, I mean, at the beginning, I like, you know, you're not really sure what you're dealing with. Uh, you know, th- there was talk of, um, you know, my job, you know, being in in the Air Force, being activated, and and uh, we've seen that a little bit, but. Nothing has come to fruition as of yet. But yeah, I haven't seen any real National Guards mobilized or anything like that. No. Maybe a few extra people, but not in the masses that everyone's panicking, thinking. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's kind of what... I mean, it was weird. I, for that job interview I went on, I had to travel upstate, and uh, I left very early in the morning. There was no traffic. For those of you that are familiar with the George Washington Bridge... Or any worst, bridge in well, New York. I, yeah, I mean, the the GW Bridge is the worst bridge. No, that, notorious. And, you know, in, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a bridge, uh, you know, expert. Aficionado. <laughs> but, oh, that's uh, a great bridge. That's yeah. a double-decker. <laughs> it is a double. They need it. And they, <laughs> it they is. use every piece of that double-deck right there. But uh, they uh, there was no traffic going out. I came back rush hour, nor what would normally be rush hour on a Thursday evening, and it was actually quicker getting out than it was quicker getting back than it was going out. Wow! Onto Long Island, no traffic. It was it was weird to see. For people that don't know, the city is probably what thirty five miles from us, if that. Uh yeah yeah uh yeah thir- between thirty five and forty five. Yeah, somewhere in between there. And a normal day, that is, if you're lucky, an hour and a half drive during rush hour. Coming back to yeah out east, yeah. Coming from from the city out to eastern Long Island, uh, I, I went to school in Queens, which isn't even New York City. I mean, it's, it's a borough, but being on the island of Manhattan is different. I was in Queens, which is still part of Long Island. Yeah, Queens, is, Queens and Brooklyn are actually part of Long Island. And I, yeah, and I would leave school at f- about 4.15 and it would take me two hours to get home. And that's coming from Queens. So imagine, you know, a that's few a more miles. minute drive. A few more miles adds on another at least half hour yeah. to your drive. Um, so it was, ve- it, was, it was weird to see that because that's something that I've never experienced. Uh, the, the volume of people in this area is just so va- so large that Never during a rush hour. Maybe yeah. at like three in the morning. Yeah. If you're uh, super or on a holiday, I've hit traffic at three in the morning for no reason. Yeah. No. Even I mean a, ho- a holiday. I mean you get. I there's more traffic on a holiday because there's people going in and out. There was nobody. There was nobody on the road, and uh, it, it was it was kind of eerie. But hey, at least, you know you look at it and you're like, all right, at least people are taking it, you know, serious for the most part. Uh, you see people, you know, walking around on the streets on my way here to record. I, you know, I was telling you, uh, I've, I haven't seen this many people outside actually doing activities in a long time. Yeah, people uh, in are. Years, since like, oh, since when we were growing up. <laughs> <laughs> people uh, are uh, tired of their significant others or family and. Uh, yeah. Uh, or just. Or so bored that they're actually going outside enjoying the sun. I saw kids riding bikes for the two days ago and it was like i it was memorable to me because i never see that 
And that's what we used to do growing up in the 90s. That's all we did, pretty much. Ride bikes, run around, play games. And now kids are we so tired. We were a little terror yeah, on the community. Now kids are kids are so tired of playing video games right now that they're actually getting out and doing stuff, which is, which is weird. I almost ran over two people because <laughs> they didn't know how to walk across the street. You know, it was like I had a green light. I'm coming down the, the service road on the, uh, the expressway. And they're going across the street. I'm like, what are you doing? It's not, it, you can't do that here. And, uh, you know, so that's what you're seeing right now. And, uh, it, you know, you just got to stay safe. That's pretty much, you know, we want to get some real talk out there and uh, just. It's too big of a story not to address it. Yeah, it's affecting everything right now. And it's, it's kind of crazy to see. I, I don't remember seeing anything like this. Uh, in our lifetime no not even just not just related to viruses or things like that i mean you know we had the sars epidemic or whatever you want to call yeah, it yeah i don't really know that was so that was so minuscule compared to what we're dealing with right now um but yeah i mean that's that's where we are no sports uh, things are going to get weird on this podcast we're going to have to look for things to talk yeah, about yeah which, at least we got the nfl hey, all NFL, season yeah. NFL free agency. The combine's going on right now. No, the combine I, happened already. Uh, yeah. So I, like, okay. So yeah, that tells you like the draft. Like there's so many <laughs> other things going on in life that you know sports kind of takes a back seat right now. Uh, it would be nice because typically it serves as a distraction for stuff like this. But the problem is he can't have all those people together, as yeah. you're seeing with the NBA. NBA, major league. Those baseball. are people on the court sweating, and I guess. Bodily fluids are yeah, getting I mean, exchanged, and that's it. I was uh, very much looking forward to major, the the Major League Baseball season starting, but now that's on hold. We're not. Uh, really it doesn't sure. really bother me because I was not prepared well, yeah, for yeah right, a sixty yeah. and one hundred se- <laughs> yeah. one hundred and two season from the Seattle Mariners. Yeah, uh, you know the the Astros might be pretty happy. It, yeah. it saves them a little, uh, a couple weeks of bumps and bruises probably from <laughs> some bean balls, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just we're it's weird right now, and uh, we're getting through it though. We're getting, and we hope you are too. Uh, just stay safe, follow follow the directions that are put forth, and uh, keep your distance. That's pretty much all you can do right now. So so that's we'll we'll leave it at that, uh, and we'll get into some uh, some sports. We've yeah, got let's have some fun now. Yeah, we got some NFL free agency. We're gonna kind of just focus on that for today because that's pretty much all we got. Yeah. So I'm not learning Australian leagues football. I refuse to. Cricket will not be <laughs> yeah. talked about. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand cricket at all. It goes on for days. I've never talk about baseball being too long. How can a cricket game go on for days? It doesn't make any sense. I've never really looked into the it's rules a circle, of that. The or field, you can hit it behind you somehow. You can catch it. It looks kind of like baseball, but. Not really. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I know there's a bowler. A bowler is a term. You can score a bunch of points on one swing. I'd 192 <laughs> or something. I see that number a lot. Maybe we'll look into that <laughs> at some point. It's, you know, as we're talking about it, it is. It does seem like an interesting game. But, yeah, let's, uh, let's break down some of this free agency. Uh, but the first thing, I have a little game I want to play. Ooh, I'm excited. A little game. Uh, I know that... I need a new game. Video yeah. games are getting boring to <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah, we're playing a lot of Fortnite. Yeah, I'm going back, back to Back Fortnite. to Fortnite. I haven't played in years. Just getting ripped apart by freaking 13-year-old kids. <laughs> just outbuilding me and stuff. It, it's very frustrating. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it makes you kind of wish things were back to normal, but... Uh, yeah, let's let's get, let's get into this little game here, and and I you know I was kind of joking around, but it is kind of true. I want to call it things 
uh, stupid things that GMs say. Ooh. And this is a good time of year for it because, you know, free agency, the draft coming up. And, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of this, a lot of stupid things that have been said. So I'm going to I'm going to read a quote Ooh. or give you a little bit of context of a conversation. And I want you to just take a guess of who might have said it. OK. OK. So let's start with the first one here. This is a this is a little context question. I'm going to give you the question that was asked and the answer. OK. okay? And you tell me who answered the question. OK. The question was, you said you almost fell down when somebody told you that you led the division in points. Did you almost fall down when someone told you that you gave up the most points too? The answer, no. <laughs> Who, which GM? I know this is, this might be a little tough, but. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't know the names of all the GMs, but I'm going to guess that it, I'm going to just pick the worst team in the NFL. Last season, so I'm going to check the Cincinnati Bengals GM. So that's a good guess. That's a good guess. If see that, it kind of it. If you're if you're in tune with how the season went, and which team you know, the divi- leading the division in points, giving up the most points, you can kind of gather a little bit of information. Yeah, I'm not saying to they, be honest because I know the Ravens led the league in points, but I'm thinking maybe like the second half of the season or something, or when they brought they back Andy on. Dalton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I mean the Ra- the Ravens defense played yeah. much better in the second half, so you can kind of you know powers of deduction but i didn't even i didn't even know this at first but the answer is actually david gettleman <laughs> oh okay um yeah so, our boy david gettleman and the new york giants the gm so, um does that make you feel good no it does not uh so that you know that's that's a little bit of a uh, okay i'm over one i'll get better i'll get a, better yeah that's a little of a, a mild uh uh question to start it off so we'll get into some good ones here some more quotes so here's a here's a straight quote we've hired four computer folks and redid the back end of our scouting department oh i actually know this one this is dave gettleman (laughs) (laughs) it is david gettleman just because Uh, i remember twitter roasting him for weeks on this quote four computer folks (laughs) sounds like what are we in the freaking 1990s we got our uh, Macintosh computers, not even Apple. We're bringing back Macintosh. Going back to Windows 95 <laughs> and all that. Um, so, yes, that was David Gettleman. Okay, one for two, shooting 50%. All right, so here is a uh, – uh, uh, okay, I'm trying not to give it away because I have, I have the context here. I'm trying not to give it away. All right, so here's the quote. Now, what happens next year? What if you don't take them this year and next year you're picking 22? You're going to have to have to move heaven and earth. This is the closest we're going to get. Um, hmm. I would say the Dolphins, because it sounds like the guy's talking about a quarterback. So I'm going to guess the Dolphins GM. Okay. Because this is what they tanked for. And that's that's a that's a uh, a good a good. take on it because you are talking about moving back to 22 what are uh no next year picking 22 so they're thinking all right you know we got to take a quarterback that's my logic yeah, behind it yeah so uh but the answer here is actually david gettleman <laughs> oh okay um do you see I a guess, trend do you see yeah, a trend I, happening I, I, here? I, I do see a trend forming uh um, so this yeah this statement was pretty much like uh you know just get, straight give up you know like, okay so this statement is about <laughs> this year's draft but didn't they pick number two overall the year before? Yes, they did. Oh, so... so yeah, it doesn't really match up with... Yeah, uh, that statement doesn't make any sense because 
they they had the second pick in the draft and they didn't take a quarterback. Yeah, and the the context was that they were you know he was asked about taking Jones at number six. So oh, okay, so that's you know that was his answer. But like you said, they had the second overall pick. And they didn't take... And they didn't take a quarterback. Which was definitely considered the better draft class yes. of quarterbacks. Yes. Uh, so, as you can see, there's a trend here. There is. So I will read a couple more. I feel like there's going to be a trick question, though. So let's, re- let's read this one. The quote is, trading back has danger. What happens if you trade back eight spots? We're at four. Let's say we trade back to eight. There's only four... Pl- and there's only four players we like. What if they're all gone? Now what are you going to do? Are you going to trade back again? You can trade yourself back out of good players. <laughs> <laughs> you like my crescendo there? Is that oh, was, geez. Do you sense the frustration? Yeah, it sounds like it's <laughs> someone who doesn't know what they're doing. I mean, I know who has the fourth pick in the draft this year, so this is going to be Dave Gettleman yet again. Yes, yes it is. Um, so my theory on trick questions is wrong, but it's just... This is what we deal with. These are such asinine... <laughs> quotes they make no sense it's like you're speaking to a bad person doing a jedi impression <laughs> yoda speak like he's he's trying to be baby yoda except he's just saying the quote so the word's so wrong in the wrong order let's let's break this down for a second here then you get stupider there was a, there were a lot of things said here there were a lot of numbers thrown out there all right what happens if you trade back eight spots okay so, so now we're at 12 now we're at 12 all right uh, i think the bucks have the 12th pick if I remember correctly, I don't know off the top of my head, but I think I think the eight spots. Was so just, do you do you I, think they've had trade conversations with the Bucks? No, no, I don't. I th- I think the <laughs> is eight, he that stupid that he's just openly saying it? I think the eight. <laughs> spot, well, I hope not. But the first thing I thought of was all right. The eight spots is just he just threw a number out there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he's just picking a random number. Yeah. So random number eight spots. We're at four. Let's say we trade back. Okay. So he says let's say. Okay. First thing. He said, let's say we trade back eight spots. We're at four. Okay, so let's now we're say, at 12. Let's say we trade back to eighth. Same sentence. <laughs> so he said, uh, okay, so we, now we've traded back to 12th and eighth. Or is he trying to say, okay, we'll trade back to eight first, and then we'll trade back to 12 again? No, I think... Uh, I, like I don't know. core math. I don't know. But trade back eight spots, so we're at 12, like you said. They were originally at four, and then in the same sentence, let's say we trade back to eighth. So what does this mean? Are you trading back to twelve and then trading back up to eight, or are you just, or did he just misspeak? Did he was? I don't know. There's only and there's only four players that we like. What if they're all gone? Now what are you gonna do? Are you gonna trade back again? You can trade yourself back out of good players. Which is true. I agree with that statement. But what if if you only like four players? Why are we even having this conversation then? A yeah, just say, if someone asks you, what do you think about trading back? Don't just just say. All you have to say like, is if the opportunity presents itself and the package is right, maybe we will. Which is what he has said in the past. Yeah. Which is what he has said in the past. So. Whatever. Um, and then the last one here is this one. This one's a little bit of like, uh, uh, you know, I, I, when I first read it, I was like, oh, it sounds like something John Madden would say. But 
the quote is offense scores points defense wins championships so the first part is more john madden-esque where just offense scores points the team that scores the most (laughs) will win the game thanks john um so i miss john madden as an announcer yeah that growing up john madden and pat summerall yeah great probably the best duo a lot of a lot of alcohol yeah (laughs) definitely a lot of alcohol in the booth (laughs) um but yeah so offense scores points defense wins championships that was uh, a quote from uh, just a couple weeks ago uh, actually last month february 25th 2020 so uh that sounds like an old school gm so i'm gonna say lombardi vince lombardi uh no ah it's dave gettleman Oh, okay. So you can repeat Vince Lombardi quotes or something? <laughs> uh, yeah, and this and the article that this came from, he just gets ripped apart <laughs> in the article. It continues, uh, yeah, you'd think that after watching the Chiefs outscore the 49ers' lead defense to win the Super Bowl, that uh, his faith in that cliche would be shaken. <laughs> and uh, then it goes on to say that he is a man undeterred by evidence. <laughs> so, so, you know, obviously we're having a little fun with it, but uh, I, I think... I'm not going to speak for you, but I, I think it's safe to assume that neither of us are thrilled with the Giants, Giants offseason season. up until this point. Um, Yeah, I would give it probably like a C grade, like a 3 out of 5, 2.75 out of 5, somewhere around there. Okay, so you gave a few different uh, metrics there. Yeah, every metric possible. <laughs> um, you know, 4 stars out of 6, whatever. You know, like <laughs> say. 47 degrees Celsius. I have no idea what that is because I yeah. don't understand Celsius. Yeah, you just know it's somewhere <laughs> in the middle. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, I think the big black eye right now is the whole Leonard Williams franchise tag. Yeah, uh, when we're paying Leonard Williams the same price as Chris Jones on the Chiefs, who is definitely a better player. Definitely a better player. And we saw him. He popped in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he uh, yeah he definitely made an impact. And uh, the thing that bothers me, and when you look back on history uh, of Dave Gettleman, he did uh, give the franchise tag to Norman, Josh Norman, uh, the cornerback when he was on the Panthers, and then rescinded it. So I'm holding out hope that this is the same that sounds like blind faith i don't have any blind faith after listening to those five quotes i'm just i'm hoping that the fact that leonard williams has not signed it if i were the giants i'd say what what is your reason for not signing this that gives you 16 million dollars all right you want a long-term deal he's not going to get it unless he signs that get more than 0.5 sacks yeah, right. I mean, do do something, and I, you know, I. Had to That's listen. in a sixteen-game season. They had, five sacks. Yeah, they had his uh, his representation on sports talk radio a few weeks ago. I remember listening to it, and they're they're trying to sell like they sound like used car salesmen. <laughs> That's what they sound like. They're trying to sell you a bill of goods about this guy and talk about the analytics and all this stuff, and it's like there's a reason why the Jets were so sour on him. And they just found a guy that was willing to give him a third-round pick for this guy who had no production. And you talk to Jets fans that watched this guy for years. And we're some, we're friends with some of the most optimistic Jets fans that you will ever meet in your life. <laughs> I agree with that one. And they hate this guy. So what does that tell you? Uh, well, first off, I hate when agents bring into analytics into... This is that whole holds thing that 
the only reason the hold stat was created in Major League Baseball is because the agents wanted a way to oh. negotiate more for yeah, yeah for middle relief guys yeah. and stuff yeah so that makes me very angry yeah um yeah, just listening to that, I wasn't really sure, you know, what the guy was talking, you know, like you can see it with your eyes and you can see the production on paper and it doesn't it doesn't really make sense to offer this guy a franchise tag when you can save that money. You don't have to use the franchise tag. You can try to sign him long term. I mean, I think that's a waste first off, but I'd r- honestly- he's already invested a third and a fifth in him. Well, that's why. It's In a losing like, season. It's almost like, okay, instead of admitting that you were wrong, let's double down. In for a penny, out for a pound? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. No, that's definitely not the way to say that. But the, yeah. well, well, In for a penny, in for a pound, I think is the correct way. In for a penny, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. That, he yeah, invested. That a, you invest a penny, you're going to... He invested a third and a fifth round, which we saw equals more Darry, than a penny. It equals Darius Slay, who... Yeah. I think we'd both agree is a top five cornerback in the NFL still. If the Giants had that third round pick, right, and they signed Bradbury, who, after you know, at the time I was a little bit, you know, I wasn't thrilled with it because I felt like he wasn't. He's. I, I just feel like he's not a number one guy. But I actually, I actually disagreed with you on this, and yeah. I thought that this was actually a good signing. I was pretty happy with it. I'm not in love with it, but. I like it because this guy's gone against the NFC South his whole career, which is some of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And I'd say he's yeah. at least average to above average cornerback. You could say top top two, maybe two out of the top three wide receivers in the game. Julio yes. Jones and Michael Thomas. You got to go Michael Thomas, number one. And then you got Andre Mike Evans, Ev- maybe like, well, no, no, I'm, no, I'm yeah. just saying okay. like top three, like, okay. like you talk about the top wide receivers in the game. These guys are arguably... Uh, two out of the top three guys that you could go up against, and he's going up against them four times a year, on, and then throw in, like you said. Yeah, then you got Mike Evans and Godwin there for the Bucks, and we saw what the Bucks did last year on offense. Yeah, and when you, you know after you said that, you know the thing that I was more more looking at was the fact that he misses a lot of tackles. From from what I've seen, yeah, but and, we've I mean, dealt with Janoris Jenkins, yeah. who is the worst tackler I've ever seen when he doesn't want to tackle. Yeah, he's a pretty good tackler when he wants to tackle. I'll give him that. Jenkins. Yeah, unless you're Blake Jarwin, and yeah, no, you just, just lay it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, that's that's kind of what I was looking at. Like, I would, I wanted a, a well-rounded guy. Like, he seems like he's a good cover guy. Uh, I'm not sure what the scheme was in in uh, Carolina, but. Uh, and the other thing, too, that I, that I was kind of concerned about is that Gettleman has ties to Carolina. And what have we seen? We've seen him give constantly crappy. Jonathan a, Stewart. Jo- yeah. Jonathan Stewart contract, which was awful. What did he give him? Like $6 million a year? The guy never played. Yeah, he played one game, got hurt for the season, and then that just pissed away some cap space that we had. Yeah. And so, you know, he's had this connect. He has this connection to Carolina. We talked about it a little bit with the coaching carousel. You know, Ron Rivera, was he going to bring him in? Uh, which didn't end up happening, but thank God. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, the coaching uh, choice and the coordinator choices that have come along with it, I've been okay with. I know Jason Garrett, you were kind of like, you know, how's that going to work? Coming straight from head coaching, maybe he should have taken a year off and then, you know, done that. But you know, is he going to? Well, it just bothered me that his whole coaching staff is like former head coaches. Yeah, who are definitely vying for jobs. I mean, we saw. 
Brett Bielma, who's the D line coach, has gone on four college job interviews. Yeah, yeah. Before he's even stepped in the building. Yeah, like, he's not giants. even there yet, and he's already going on these interviews and basically like, begging to leave. It's like, oh yeah, that's who I want coaching my D line. Which yeah. let's Gr- see. Oh, that's the guy we just invested sixteen million in. Maybe hopefully our D line coach can make him a little bit better. Yeah. But no, our D line coach has already taken job interviews everywhere possible. Yeah, and you he would go for a D three job right now. Is that what? <laughs> it <laughs> well, wouldn't yeah. surprise me. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, you look at you know bringing in Freddie Kitchens, who we just oh ripped my on god, last I, year. I forgot so, about that. Thanks for burning well, my I, day. You know, I I've literally I knew forgot you about forgotten that. about. It, I wouldn't have brought it up because I yeah. But th- you know, that's what you're dealing with. I would have forgotten until randomly in preseason week one they just show a picture of Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, what? They show the Giants' <laughs> new staff and it's just his fat face up there. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh God, I'm so mad. you know, out, outside of a few things, I think the off season has gone okay. Like you said, you know, you give it like a, you know, a C, uh, C plus maybe. You know, if you're feeling really generous, B minor. I mean, I've seen some grades in the Bs uh, for the Giants, but the big. I like Blake Martinez. I thought that was yeah, a good. Blake signing. Martinez. Uh, the other linebacker they signed, uh, I forgot his name off the top of my head. David Mayo. Mayo. He was this, so they they signed him to an extension. Uh, you know, he was that, really good against a run, but he was like the worst pass coverage. Which is, you know, Blake Martinez, that's the knock on him, too, is that he struggles in coverage. So, uh, you know, but I do like that signing. He, I think he, he's like been the top five in tackles in the league for like the past few years. He's just all over the place. Yeah, I think he had 140 one year. Yeah. Um, I think last year he had one, I think he had 150 something. That's insane. Yeah. So, and he was right. He was second behind Bobby Wagner for, for most tackles in the league. So, uh, you know, he flies around to the ball. I like that. That's something the Giants have been missing for a long time. Ogletree was awful. Oh, my God. Uh, so so they replace him with Blake Martinez, which is a major upgrade for the defense. And, I mean, things are in place right now where, you know, they have they have some well, opportunity. Well, Judge have brought in his boy, Ebner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what's his first? I Nate Dave, Ebner. Nate Ebner, yeah. Special teams guy. Uh, so you kind of saw that coming a little yeah. bit, bringing in some old, some Patriot guys. And then we got Levon Tolulu. Who, yeah, toy, oh, Toy Lolo. Yeah, Toy Lolo. <laughs> uh, yeah, end. he's just a black and tight end, but we needed that because Red Ellison retired. Yeah. So, that, I mean, the, the big thing, I think, I think it's setting up right now where the Giants are going to take an O-lineman in the draft. Uh, and I think that's what they should do. Yeah, they, um, they should get one of those beasts. You know, right now the guy Worfs from Iowa is it's Iowa, Iowa yes. right? And so we actually had projected the Giants taking in our mock draft on the Link Sports. I, I did so see that. Yeah, we're about um, to put. Uh, we're going to put out volume two real soon after the first wave of free agency. See, so look at some more team needs because you get a little bit of a clearer picture going yeah. into the draft. Yeah, I think you know we've seen. Uh, you know, some teams fill some of those needs. So, you know, you've talked about, all right, maybe, you know, are the Giants going to trade back? Are the Jets going to trade back? Uh, you know, the Jets are in an interesting spot because uh, they have they have made a few moves in this offseason to, to uh, kind of help with the offensive line. Is it anybody that's going to stand out? No. But I know that uh, we're talking about this I mean, before. the Jets I mean, were linked to everyone possible. They have so much money this year. Yeah, and, you know, some people are like, oh, well, we don't want them to just blow all the money this offseason. And it's like, yeah, but after this. I mean, you can already consider that they won free agency just because Tom Brady left. 
Yeah, no, you, I mean, you could. I, th- I, honestly, I would give him a, a point, a star, whatever you want to say. I think right the, there. I think, you know, they're, they're, yeah, Tom Brady's gone. I think the Bills have had a pretty good offseason. And if the Jets think that, oh, Brady's gone, we're going to win the division, I wouldn't be so sure about that because the Bills are a good team. Yeah, the Bills are very good. They made the playoffs the past two years. First-round exits, but, you know, now you could sneak in maybe at a 9-7 and seven or a 10-6. and six. Yeah, with the extra team, yeah. I mean, you know, looking at free agency too, I mean, the Dolphins, they've spent a lot of money. They've brought in some good players. They've brought in some good players, so they're going to be better. Uh, so, I, you know, I wouldn't just write it off and say, all right, Tom, because you know what? Brady wasn't that good last year. No, he was not, but... Like, I think you told me that uh, the Bucks have sold so many extra tickets, season tickets now. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they had, uh, there was a queue, I think. I read something about a queue, and there were like 6,000 people in the queue waiting to buy oh, season tickets. Oh, a waiting list. There was a waiting list of 6,000 people to get. When do you think the last time the Bucks have ever had a waiting uh, list for season tickets? I don't know, but I know the last few years, I think their average attendance was around like fifty-one or 52,000, which for an NFL game is low. Uh, you're talking that's like in the you know that's not LA Chargers territory but that's that's pretty bad so uh, you know in that sense I mean you look at what the Bucks have done bringing in Brady uh, and let's talk like, about a, a local team for the boys the Bears Chicago okay, yeah the Bears I, I you know I know that uh, we got Dion Bush you know just a one year deal that's maybe he does something linebacker uh, safety. Say okay, but uh, you know the big news: Nick Foles. They traded Foles for trade fourth round pick, which I'm fine with. But you're taking on his contract. That's more the issue. Yeah, and now you're stuck with Trubisky and Foles. I mean, this puts pressure on Trubisky, and I'm going to assume they're not going to pick up his fifth year option. No, I. He's going into his fourth year, right? He, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Okay. So, uh, yeah. I, I mean, if they're trading, yes, for he Nick was the year before Darnold. Yeah. Okay. So the uh, so the fifth year option I think is off the table now because you're paying Nick Foles. That last year was the first year of his big deal, uh, and you say big, but how, I mean, what is they the, did restructure the deal. I don't know the so, exact terms yeah, yet. Yeah, I don't yeah, think, I think they've been announced. I saw a number. I think it was like sixteen million uh, was the latest number I saw uh, that they owe him this year. So I mean, it's not huge for a quarterback, but. If you have Trubisky come in a fourth year of a rookie deal, so he's getting, you know, I'm not sure what the pay scale is for that, but I know... It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Because they he was a number two pick, so yeah, that so, increases the pay scale. So they're going to have a good amount of vested in the quarterback position. They brought in Jimmy Graham, which I don't really understand because anybody who watched him over the last few years, he has been... He's still done in Green Bay. Yeah. I mean, maybe a little bit more of a resurgence this year in the new offense, but... At the end of the season, he did okay into the playoffs. Like, he had some he had some games, but... Yeah, I mean, he, they, they spent $9 million on him for a one-year deal, I believe. Uh, two years, $16 million. Okay, so... He, $9 so, million yeah. might be guaranteed okay. is what you're looking at. All right, yeah. So, $9 million guaranteed, which basically is the, you know, the salary for the first year, essentially... And uh, you can move on from him after a year, but I do like the Robert Quinn signing. I think that gives Cleo Max some help. They cut Leonard Floyd though. Yeah, so it's like all right, you know, 
They cut Leonard Floyd, which he was a first round pick. So you kind of, you know, you're like, all right, well, that was kind of a, a bust. And he wasn't bad. I mean, I think he had, you know, eight or eight or nine sacks last year. Um, but yeah, I mean, Robert Quinn is gone. He's 30 years old. I mean, what what are you going to get out of him exactly that you wouldn't get out of Leonard Floyd? Because that's how I see it. You know, Leonard Floyd's 27, I believe. And I, when when I first saw that he was cut, I'm like, hey, can the Giants bring him in? Yeah, because, that would have been nice. Because they need, you know, they're losing Marcus Golden. Uh, so they don't have a pass rusher. And at least Leonard Floyd would provide a little bit. I wouldn't classify him as a pass rusher because he's, he's an outside linebacker. But, uh, you know... He would at least bring a well, little bit Well, I mean, we don't table. even know what defense the Giants are playing. It's be nice to know that, wouldn't it? It's multiple defenses when you look at a classified <laughs> their defensive style. Yeah, I did see that. They want to, you know, the whole the whole thing. You know, you have you you draft a D tackle, uh, then you sign Leonard Williams, or you're trying to sign, you trade for him. Now you're trying to sign him. You know, you have you, I the last like few drafts they've taken D tackles in the top three rounds, pretty much. To uh, improve our D line, but it really hasn't worked. I mean, they were horrible against the run last year. Yeah, and I they I, I think uh, yeah I'm just not, I'm not really sure what the game plan is. Uh, you know, they fix the the you know the secondary looks like it could be okay if DeAndre Baker works out. Who he looked okay towards the end of the year last year. Yeah, he needs to learn the playbook, but that's a whole other issue. That's, well, that's you know. and then it's going to be hard with multiple defenses. He couldn't even learn one last year. Yeah, he learns a defensive scheme last year. Now he's learning something else, and he admitted, what was it like week thirteen, that he still did not understand the plays, and they put him to one side of the field for half the season to try to help him out. And he still didn't even know if he was in man or zone. Like you could tell that he did not know whether he should have been in man or in zone coverage. And that's that's concerning, obviously. Um, so now he's learning a new playbook, and uh, so you're curious how that's going to go. Uh, the linebacker situation looks like it's better. Mayo, uh, Martinez, uh, you'd like them to bring in another guy. But, you know, is... is uh, What's 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 the uh, Clemson player's name? Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, Isaiah Simmons. Yes. Yeah, I mean, is he off the table at four? No, you, I think he's very at? on the table. It's just. What would you say is a bigger need for what what they're trying to do right now? Is it should they take the offensive tackle the or they're going to go with the uh, kind of hybrid safety linebacker? I know in your in your article, uh, can you give us a little preview of volume two of your? Uh, I mean. I I don't see the Giants taking Simmons now. I mean, I would classify Simmons more as a weak outside linebacker, which you did say that, you know, the Giants who have struggled against the tight end coverage. Blake Martinez has been knocked for it. David Mayo has been knocked for it. Uh, he, cor- he plays some corner, too. Yeah, he played on the outside. Three, three positions last year. He played safety, outside linebacker, and nickel corner, which is insane. Yeah. I, th- I I thought he played some outside corner, too. I thought he lined up outside a little it bit It wouldn't well. surprise me if he played there, too, because he's that athletic. He's that much of a beast. It's just... It's just finding a place for him to play, and you got to think that he would, he would excel where you put him, but... The you know, NFL is a whole nother. I know yeah. he played in the SEC. No, the ACC, actually. ACC, yeah. But uh, 
We'll see. I, I, I some of these slot corners, you think he can really cover them in the NFL? I I would I would feel more comfortable if they took an an offensive lineman. It gives you some security. One of these can't miss guys that you know. Hey, you know, Will Hernandez is coming into his third year now, right? Sebastian, uh, what's his what's his name? I don't even know. Uh, Sold Nate Solder, right? Oh yeah, it's Nate Solder. Yeah, I mean, what you We're know, paying him nineteen million, move and him to right tackle. He's a big cut prospect next year. Yeah, so move him to right tackle, bring in a rookie, uh, you know, put him at left tackle. Uh, I, I'd feel more comfortable with a rookie there, I think, than Solder, honestly. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have the rookie struggles, but Solder's lost a step. I mean, the Giants did bring in Cam Fleming, who's like the sixth-slash-seventh man, yeah. the swing guy, basically, for the Cowboys. You know what I like, though, is uh, what I think about with this this guy, Werfs, is he's just so athletic. Yeah, so it gives him... The knock on Werfs is his arm length, which is... Uh, a little bit of a scary issue with some of those long D linemen. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what the, the shorter the arm length, the more likely that somebody would be... You never want a defensive lineman to get in on your pads and be able to knock your hands down. So if Worf is extending his arms to punch and he's not reaching, a great D lineman's going to knock those hands down and then he's swimming past you and yeah. he's getting a sack. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's that, that's the knock on him. But I mean, I just I just want that. You know, Will Hernandez when he came into the league his rookie year, he was like, "All right, this is this is kind of the guy that we needed." That uh, like nasty attitude. That's yeah, what you want. Yeah, and for, especially for guards, like O linemen in general, but for guards, you want somebody who's gonna you know have that. Well, that's hat, the best part edge. about. Worf is he could probably play play any position three out of the five at least left tackle I don't know if he's left tackle that's the knock on him I know he can play guard right definitely play the two guards I mean he says he wants to be a tackle but if he's that athletic what he run I think it was a four eight forty or something it's crazy it's crazy yes it is you'd like to have that at tackle to be honest because because you're going up against the best the best athlete on the D line pretty much yeah so. He'll, he shouldn't be beat out of pass sets because he's so athletic that he can recover from mistakes. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the Giants do. I mean, I'm just excited for the draft. The draft's the next big event, and it doesn't look like it's getting canceled. It might not be in person, but at least yeah. I mean, if it's not, it's not. Don't that take big this of a deal. away from me. It's not that big of a deal to me if it's not Please. in person. I'm not going to the draft, so you know the people that that we missed it. our opportunity to go to the draft. Because it was at Radio City Music Hall for years and years yeah. and years, and yeah, now, now it rotates. I'm not, I'm not even sure where it is this year. I actually went to the NHL draft 2012, I think. And how was that? It's pretty fun. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I feel like the NFL draft is like the draft of drafts. You know, they, they It's put... cool with the NHL draft is because you know how every team has like a war room? Yeah. The NHL war room is on where the ice is. So every team has their own little table. Like the GM will be there. The owner will be there. Yeah. So you'll see a GM go walk over to another table to discuss a trade. Oh, like really? in oh, person. That, yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, instead of doing it remotely. Yeah. So yeah. I like that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's that's a pretty neat thing that they do. That'd be kind of cool to see. Like, you know, instead of just having the two representatives and yeah, you know, you see, uh, you know, Dave Gettleman go over and talk to, uh, you know, whoever whoever it may be, but. 
I'll give you a third and a fifth for uh, Nate Ebner. But uh, <laughs> hey, Bill. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the only one he might be able to swindle is Bill O'Brien, who might be the worst yeah. GM. Yeah, and uh, let's let's kind of well, he's a head coach technically. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good segue. Let's uh, let's break into some of these other big moves that were made. Obviously, let's give a. You want to do? Let's do. Each pick a best and each pick a worst NFL offseason. Then we'll talk about some big moves. All right. So uh, those headline moves, like obviously we're going to talk about Tom Brady, I assume. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, all that stuff. Um, yeah. I I kind of mentioned them earlier. Uh, I kind of like what the Bills have done this offseason. I think, you know, bringing up, I'm bringing up their... Yeah, the Buffalo Bills. They 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 agree to a, a contract with Mario Addison, who's a, who's a pretty good edge rusher. Um, nothing too crazy in terms of money. I mean, they're giving them ten million a year. Uh, they trade for Stefan Diggs, who kind of gives them a, a bona fide. Uh, you know, I've never been high on Stefan Diggs. I think that he's. Uh, I think that he kind of disappears a little bit. When, I would say he definitely does in some games. Yeah, and and I I'd, I'd like him as a player, but I just think that. You know, as a number one, I wouldn't necessarily want him as a number one guy. But, you know, for what the Bills have had. But, I mean, Diggs mu- definitely fits the role of that John Brown type who Josh Allen excelled with this yeah. season. I think you would have to admit. Downfield threat. Yeah. And, and you know what? You look at what the Bills have had over the last few years in terms of wide receivers. He's a major upgrade from what they have had. Uh, you, I mean, you who's, mentioned. Who's Jerry's favorite player? Zay Jones. Zay Jones. Yeah. When they draft a guy like him, I mean, uh, yeah, the, the wide receiver position for the Bills has been uh, has left a lot to be desired. So that's a big, that's a big uh, uh, trade for them. And they didn't give up much. I mean, they gave up. Uh, this is a, they acquired him and a seventh round pick in exchange for a twenty twenty first round and a fifth round. So actually, actually, they gave up more than I thought. No, they. Uh, that's what's going to make the uh, DeAndre Hopkins trade so much worse for you when we talk yeah, about it later. Yeah, I mean, we, I I didn't actually realize they gave up a first round pick for him, but so they so they gave up a first. Yeah, so that I mean, eh. I mean, I would I have given up that much for him? I don't know, but I mean, the Bills see an opportunity right now with Brady gone. So they're going for it. So that's what it is. It's a win now move. Yeah, and they bring in Josh Norman. On I mean, they made year. the playoffs the past two years. Now it's just we need to get past that first round. Yeah, and they had a sixteen nothing lead on the Texans before they blew that away. So uh, they bring in Josh Norman as well on a six year deal. So that's very, uh, you know, team friendly. Uh, one year for six million, uh, in maximum value of eight with incentives. And then they re-sign their uh, their offensive guard, Quentin Spain. So I think that. I mean, this my is, biggest is, upgrade is they got rid of Frank Gore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that they, looking at what they've done, I think that they didn't need to make many moves to get to the next kind of tier of teams. And that's that's kind of how I've looked at it. They did what they needed to do to get to that next tier of teams where you're looking at them and you're like, all right, now Brady's gone. Uh, which they they played very well against the Patriots last year. Yeah, their defense actually. And, yeah, that's what I look at. I look at their defense. They bring in Mario Addison, uh, edge rusher. They bring in Josh Norman. Now they have Josh Norman and Shadavius White. Their defense is going to be very good next year. Uh, you hope that Josh Allen takes the next steps. 
And I think that they're going to be in a position where they can compete in the in the AFC. Uh, they them and the uh, the Titans kind of they're like the kind of the two teams that I would put up there right now. Okay. Um. Yeah. And according to Over the Cap, they still have thirty two million left in remaining cap space. Plenty of money. So I wish the I Giants mean, had thirty two million left. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's a run of clowny because you don't have a first round pick. You're tied yeah. to on money wise. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Really, really uh, shore up that defense, even though I know we're not the two biggest fans of Clowney, but if you have the money and you want to make that You're going to, for it. Yeah, you might that, as well. You know, you front load maybe a one-year deal, maybe one more prove-it deal, like 15 to $20 million or something. He's not He's not getting his money that he, he wants. He wants $23 million a year. He's I don't see getting, that happening. Yeah, he's not getting it. Uh, so who's, who's that's my that's kind of my top team. Uh what what's your top right as of now? Um, I would say this is going to be a little bit of a surprise and shock to some people, but I really like what the Chargers did. They signed Brian Bulaga, the offensive tackle from Green Bay, who was essential to Aaron Rodgers' protection to a three-year, thirty million dollar deal, which is, I think we'd both agree, a very reasonable contract for an offensive tackle. Yes, a starting offensive tackle, ten million a year. And he's been very good throughout his career. So you kind of know what you're getting from him for $10 million a year. Yeah, I mean, that's... You got that. They re-signed Austin Eckler, who had a breakout year last year. Yep. Four years, 24.5, but only $15 million is guaranteed. That's not much no. if you decide if to you go another direction or you don't like him. Yep. I mean, this is my favorite move. Chris Harris, who was a stud for the Broncos last year, corner. Two years, seventeen million, and has a max value of twenty. I said, the Chargers got some reasonable contracts when you look at this. Like, yeah, they, I mean, they've done they they've done a good job. Uh, you know, Chris Chris Harris is a is a he still has got some some gas left in the tank. So signing him on a two year, seventeen million that's uh, what was a twenty million with incentives, and only seven and a half million guaranteed. I mean, you're getting a guy who's a legit corner for ten million dollars a year. And you see what corners are going for these days. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Darius Slay, after he was traded, signed the biggest contract ever for a cornerback. So that's insane. I think it was $17 million or something like that. Yeah, uh, it was three years, $50 million. So, yeah. yeah, it was about you know just under seventeen. But you're also taking him away from a, from a division uh, rival yes. as well. So you kind of have to put a little emphasis on that, put a little asterisk there. Because you're not you you kind of took him away. It was a double win for uh, for the Chargers there. And then uh, you get Hunter Henry, the franchise tag. This would be my knock. I I don't love this move. Yeah, with his injury concerns. Too often injured. Uh, Linville Joseph, another very reasonable deal. Two years, seventeen million. It got cut by the Vikings. He's a he's a big uh, run stopper on the inside there. And the Chargers struggled against the run last year. I think yeah. they were towards the bottom of the league. I think they were twenty eighth. Yeah, it was. They yeah they they had some issues on the defensive side of the ball for sure. And then you traded uh, Russell Coon for Trey Trey Turner. I think is how you pronounce it. It's Trey Turner. Trey Turner. Yeah. That's not how you spell Trey. No, but uh, it's the same pronunciation as the uh, Nationals shortstop. I know that yeah. Trey Turner. Yeah, but isn't that T R E A. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? How does the way AI that, equal the way that EA? People, I actually think AI is better than EA. Really? T R E A is like tree to me, 
But that's okay. the, that's the uh, that's, that's dyslexic. That's the English language for you. Like you don't know what. <laughs> I am yeah, so confused right now. The way that names are spelled these days, who who knows? Uh, you know, I could be I could be dead wrong. I don't know, but that's what I would. Trey, I th- I think it's Trey. <laughs> okay, I'll go with you on that one. Yeah. So you upgraded a guard position, and Okun was expendable because you knew you were going to sign Brulaga. And my favorite move is you got rid of Phil Rivers. So that locker yeah. room is just going to be so much happier. I I I, I think you're you're onto something there. Uh, obviously, the big need now for the Chargers is is the quarterback position. Oh yeah, this uh, isn't like this is just based I'm going to win now. So yeah. Is, this is you know, maybe I compete if I get a great performance out of my rookie quarterback, but yeah, and you, I mean, you look at the division. I mean, you're dealing with the Chiefs, obviously, but outside of that, I mean, and that extra wild card spot, you know, they bring somebody in. I, I would imagine they're going to have to move up in the draft to take somebody. Or where, where are they picking? They're picking. They're picking six. six. Yeah. So they're, it's it's who do they love? Do they love Herbert? Seems to be the number three quarterback. So they could say it's six, and you probably have a good chance at Herbert because I'm yep. not hearing a lot of movement. But you now you got the Patriots who need a quarterback. Yeah. Does Bill go for it and say, this well, is the guy I love? Does he trade for Brissett again? Does yeah, he get that, that is a big rumor, like too. That, yeah, so, I mean, uh, bringing in Phillip Rivers to the Colts. Now, now Brissett, obviously, you would imagine Phillip Rivers is going to be the starter. Uh, and that's, that's a bonus for the Chargers, too, because... I would assume that's going to knock the Colts out of wild card contention because Philip Rivers was horrible last year. Yeah, I'm I'm not really sure what he's going to be able to bring to the table after watching him last year. I mean, I know he threw for a bunch of yards, but uh, you just kind of uh, I'm not I don't really know how to classify the year that he had. And the reason why I gave it five stars out of five is because I won't have to watch Philip Rivers throw that fourth quarter interception to cost them the game yeah as a, if you were if you were a chargers fan i'm sure that's something that you're the twenty thousand of you uh and they do have they do have some offensive weapons i mean they did get rid of melvin gordon yeah uh, which does hurt them yeah but i mean he you know what he was what, a holdout it was definitely a locker room issue yeah so I, they have keenan allen mike williams you know they have some they get healthy too that's a big thing yeah melvin gordon you get back uh, Joey Bosa was hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they... Are they going to make the playoffs this year coming up? I, I don't think so. I'd be surprised if they did uh, because obviously the quarterback is the biggest position and that's a question mark right now. So I can't say with any you know confidence that they would be able to make a, make a run at a playoff spot, but... They upgraded their own line to protect that rookie quarterback that you're bringing in so you don't get them bad habits. And a lot of these deals are shorter deals, so... You know, when you're ready to go for it, you got the money to spend. Yeah. Most of these deals are two to three years, if you look at them. Yeah, I think they've they set themselves up well. And uh, I wasn't really looking at them too much, but you make some good points. Uh, and they still have another $27 million to play with. So Yeah, it's, it's plenty of money. Obviously, you need some money left over for the draft. Uh, but that's that's more than enough for, for anything that they really want to do. Uh with with the uh, with the remaining amount of that money, but uh, let's move on to the the not so good. Your biggest loser. Biggest loser. And actually, looking through this list, you know, I had a team in mind, uh, but I'm going to go in a different direction here. I'm actually going to go with the Packers. Uh, I think, honestly, the Packers were a team that I was not high on at all last year. 
I think that their uh, their record was very misleading in terms of how they actually got to that point. Because if you look at Aaron Rodgers and what he did, he really it was one of his worst seasons, if not the worst of his career. Yeah, they were a phantom. What did they finish? Thirteen and I think three. They finished thirteen and three, and they were the were they the number one seed? No, the Forty uh, ers were, but. Uh, you they know, were the two seed. They were the two seed, and I, I really don't understand how they got to that point. I know the defense played well, and uh, I get, you know, when they needed Rodgers to make a play, he was able to make a play, but they didn't do anything to improve the offense around him, and you have to think that you have a limited time left with him. He's getting up there. How much time do you really have left where he's going to give you top-level play? And we saw a regression last year, and – who do they have offensively? I mean, you have Aaron Jones, obviously, but wide receiver-wise, uh, yeah, they who are you looking at? I mean, I would assume they're going after a wide receiver in the draft. I don't know how you can't at this point. I mean, Devontae Adams is a great player, uh, but be, but after him, after him, there's no – I mean, they, Geronimo Allison. They uh, were not good last year, and I was very disappointed in them. They, you know, they didn't have a t- – Jimmy Graham really gave them nothing. They bring in Mercedes Lewis on a on – a, very small deal, uh, one year, two point two five million. Uh, so, you know they lose they lose Bulaga. They bring in Wick, Rick Wagner to, uh, at offensive tackle. So you know it's like, you know what did they really do? It seems like they just I, I don't know. Hills are, firm. Are, they, are they seeing some something that I'm not seeing? Because I, I think they're banking on oh we were thirteen and three last year we got this. Yeah, and I mean, let's you, just stay the same. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I mean, maybe it's a product of the division as well. The Lions are just not good, uh, and I don't really see them being any better than they were this year uh, than they were last year. Uh, the Vikings, uh, you know, they get rid of Stefan Diggs. They have some question marks as well. And then the Bears, who have, you know, quarterback question marks. Uh, they made some questionable moves this offseason. I'm not really sure sure what their what their game plan is, but. Uh, the Packers, to me, this was an opportunity for them to really take a stranglehold, I think. The NFC has some question marks right now. I mean, the Lions are a mess. Yeah. I I, I just think that the NFC as a whole, uh, some of the – we'll talk about some of the moves that were made, but the NFC seems like it's pretty much up for grabs right now. Yeah, definitely that North division. I mean, personally, I like the Bears offseason better than the Packers. I agree with you on that. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, which isn't saying much because I don't think the Bears have had that great of an offseason. And the Vikings, they cut a lot of people. They lost a lot of people. Everson Griffin opted out. It's so. Yeah, they lose. Um, they re-signed Kirk Cousins to an extension. I think they lost Xavier Rhodes. They which, traded, uh, like we just talked about, Diggs. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I mean, th- nothing really stood out. I mean, I, I just look at the Packers, and and I'm like, all right, I, I wonder if... This like, is the like, time to go for it. Yeah, because you have, obviously, you know, the NFC, the 49ers, I think, are going to be very good again. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, you have the Saints with another... And what did the 49ers do to the Packers? They just, they just ran yeah, the ball, ran like the ball, ran games. the ball. I think, I think the, yeah. the, in the two games, I think they were very similar. I think the the score the the cumulative score of those two games it was like seventy four to or seventy five to fifteen or something like that like it just wasn't even close and uh, but that's 
you know, the Packers pretty much need everything to go right for them in order for them to win those 13 games, and that's what happened. Uh, so you, you don't want to take that away from them. But at the same time, they didn't really do much, in my opinion, to to make any improvements on what was already a tough offensive year. So who do you got? And uh, Okay, I'm looking at, I mean, this one might be the chalk one, but I really haven't seen it. I've seen some weird articles out there that a lot of people like their offseason, but I'm going to take the New England Patriots as my worst offseason. Okay. First off, you're getting the negative press of the Tom Brady stuff going on. And the biggest knock on them is the way Tom Brady structured his contract last year. He actually carries a $13.5 million dead cap hit, which is insane. For an unrestricted free agent, he carries a dead cap hit against you this year. Yeah. And we talked, you know, we've talked privately about how, and, you know, we've seen it. I'm sure many people have the way that they've gone about structuring Tom Brady's deals to save money uh, so that they can bring in guys uh, during the season or before the season that you're like, all right, if they were paying Tom Brady what he was actually worth uh, against the cap, then they would have a problem doing that. So now we're kind of seeing that come back to bite them to where, like you said, they have $13.5 million that they're going to have to... It just tied up in nothingness. Yeah. So that that was kind of tough, and you and you had to know as a Patri- as Patriots organization that that was coming eventually, because if he decided to, I'm not sure if he decided to retire. I don't think the cap hit would have okay. counted against. So him. it's because he decided to keep playing, and they needed him to make a decision, uh, basically before March 18th, which is the date that that went into effect. Yeah. So. That's basically signing air. You signed air as your quarterback right now. For a lot of money. <laughs> it's very expensive air. And then they lost defensive tackle Danny Shelton, who I would say is a pretty good player. He's a good player. Van Noy signed a monster deal with yeah. the Dolphins, yeah. which I don't. I agree with not re-signing him for that deal, yeah. but he's still an important player. Yeah, he was a good piece for that defense. You lose Jamie Collins. And linebacker, and then uh, just that loss of continuity in the coaching staff. Now you lost Joe Judge, has been your special teams coach for years. He's taken some assistance. The Dolphins guy down there has taken a couple assistance. Yeah, I think uh, the only stalwart there has been Josh McDaniels. Somehow they dis- they keep this guy, even though uh, he's been the hot you know commodity over the past few years they keep bringing them back somehow i'm curious literally had that colts job and turned it down yeah what kind of yeah he wasn't sure about andrew luck which it turns out he was right on yeah, he was right he won that one uh but what uh you know what you kind of wonder what kind of dirt belichick mm-hmm. has on mcdaniels to keep him around for so long uh because you you'd think that he would be able to get a job pretty much anywhere uh whether it was college or or the nfl you got to think that that would be the case uh, so yeah, and then uh, some of these signings. I'll give you some of their signings. These, this is the moves they made. Bo Allen signing him to a two-year deal worth up to eight million. I guess he replaces Danny Sheldon. Um, not really. I would say no. Their big signing was they re-signed Devin McCourty. I'm but he's a year older. Yeah, and they signed him to a two-year, twenty-three million, seventeen, 17 million. million. Guaranteed. Yeah, which is a, it's, it's a decent amount of money. Adrian Phillips 
a one-year deal. That's another safety. Uh, I guess that's just insurance for McCourty. And then they brought back Matthew Slater on a two-year extension. And they wasted their franchise tag on Joe Thunley. Yeah, he's a he's a decent guard. Yeah, but that's thirteen million. You tell me you couldn't get a deal done with an offensive guard. Yeah, yeah, that's. You'd like to think that the you know the Patriots would have been able to get a deal done with him. Um, so I would say no one's impressed me that they signed. They got no second round pick, and the best part is. They still have an Antonio Brown cap hit mm-hmm. of almost three million. How much? So almost three million. Oh, three. Okay, I thought you said thirty. No, I was like, imagine. <laughs> and they have no second round picks, so. Yeah, they're in a tough spot here. They're in a tough spot. Do I do I think that the Patriots are going to all of a sudden be the uh, the bottom feeders in the NFL? No, because I do. They think, need to find a quarterback. Well, they need to find a quarterback, but I do think that Bill Belichick is going to be able to figure something out. Uh, you know, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt in, yes. in that case. But, yeah, it's it's very, uh, uh, you know, it leaves a lot to be desired what the Patriots have done, especially with what they lost. Uh, they have lost a lot of pieces, and they haven't necessarily replaced them. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's going to be – it's just gonna, the, the AFC East is going to be an interesting division to watch. Yeah, um, I think the Bills went from plus three hundred down to one forty five ish, and who as the favorite to win the division? Yes, okay. After Tom Brady signed with the Bucks. Yeah, and I mean the thing that you could say, the thing that gives, uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier with the Jets and the Bills. Now, if I were the Jets, I wouldn't be like, oh, you know, this is our division. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mm-hmm. think like that because number one, uh, I think the Bills are better. Number two. Uh, in terms of the NFL and coaching, where it's very important to have a competent head coach, we've seen that be the case for even good teams where the head coach has actually hurt them. <clears throat> How many teams? Bill O'Brien. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the the Jets out of those three teams that, you know, and even the Dolphins, I mean, could you, could you make an argument that Brian Flores last year was a better coach than Adam Gase? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think so because Brian Flores. Did anybody think the how many games did the Dolphins win? Five games. Yeah, they are the fifth pick in the draft. So, did anybody think the Dolphins were going to win five games last year? I didn't. No, and they were beating the Patriots at the end of the season. Like that's the type of stuff that you want to use going into the to the next year. And I didn't really get that from from Gase. So you could make an argument that he might be the worst coach in the division. You know, behind Belichick, obviously, uh, Sean McDermott is a, has proven to be a good head coach. Good enough to get you in the playoffs, at least. Yeah. So when you have that, that just gives you an extra advantage. When all things being equal, uh, with all things being equal, the head coach uh, matchup will put you over the top. Uh, and I think that that is what the Jets might have to deal with. I don't think that Adam Gase is is the guy that's going to bring them to where they want to be or where they think they should be. <laughs> Uh, you know, sad to say, but yeah, those are kind of our takes. My best, the Bills. My worst, the Packers. Uh, and then my best was the Chargers, and my worst was the Patriots. Yeah. So let's so just talk about some uh, these big sexy moves, and we'll get out of here. Yeah, it's a couple moves, but real quick, I wanted to get your opinion. I know you br- you brought it up already with the seven playoff teams. Obviously, the CBA was approved. Oh yeah, seventeen game schedule, seven playoff teams. Uh, and Does this go in fact this year or next year? I thought it was um, twenty one. Yeah, I think it's up after this year. So, 
Uh, let me just double check that because that's an interesting question. I thought it was. I thought it was going in. Uh, let me see. NFL CBA. Um, but yeah, I think that. I mean, what do you think about the seventeen game schedule? Ugh, I hate it. 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 Why? Why? You, why? Why, 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 why? Because how are you going to give teams nine home games and then some teams eight home games? Okay, so... How is that not a competitive advantage? Oh, yeah. but next year, you get nine and I get eight. It's like, no. Yeah, it, yeah. No, it is kind of weird to have an odd number of games. It, it's uh, what I hate about the NHL, how there's 31 teams still. It doesn't make any... How is that not a competitive advantage for the West that there's one less team? Yeah, no. It, yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's something that you wonder what what the idea was. I know that money is, you know, obviously money is the most important thing to these guys. But uh, I mean, it was pretty contentious. The CBA. I think it was. It was close. Yeah, it was like fifty it's point a, five to like forty eight point five or forty nine yeah, point five. Vote, it said one thousand nineteen voted yes and nine fifty nine voted no. Yeah. So it was close. And it's a big deal because it goes through 2030. Uh, yeah, this is another big TV rights negotiation, which is going to pump a huge amount of money. Yeah. When you start getting into the streaming services now. And it said, um, it says here that the playoff field will start this year. So the playoff field will expand to seven teams in 2020. Which means only the number one seed now is getting a buy here. Yep. And... This allow, and it allows owners the option to expand the regular season from 16 to 17 games as early as 2021. So after this season, the owners will be able to decide if they want to go to that 17th game. I love when lawyers put in the option to. It's like, are we going to exercise this option to make more money? Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's an unless 11. something crazy comes out saying, no, this is this would injure so many more people. This is definitely happening at twenty one. Is we're getting seventeen games. So it gives them it gives them a window. So they have between twenty twenty one and twenty twenty three to expand the regular season. Okay. Which is interesting that they would put a cap on it and say if you don't decide by twenty, which they'll make a decision, but if you haven't done it by twenty twenty three, then it's off the table. I mean, I don't know. It's definitely going to happen. It's just a matter of when. And there's still more to work out. Is there going to be an extra bye week? Uh, for an extra week, I would prefer not to have. How can I can give bye week? Like, that's what I mean. That's what they're talking about. Is uh, are they going to give an extra bye week to teams? I don't uh, know. So I, it, there's there's a lot to be decided as far as that. I mean, it would be cool if, like, a week seventeen game would be between like, the eighth and ninth seed, or like the seventh and eighth seed. Yeah. If it's that close or something. Yeah. Instead of, like, going to the tiebreaker and make them play an extra game. You know, like, why do I? Why would I want to see a 2-14 and 14 team? So would, yeah. I don't know. I, they won't do it like that. They'll have to include every team. But I think that would be an interesting yeah, it would almost be theory. Like, like an extra playoff round, but yeah. not really, like. Basically like a play-in wild card game almost yeah. for the MLB. Yeah, that's, I would like to see something like that, and ju- then just put it on prime time. Yeah, that that would be interesting. Um, the the only thing is, is it's not, that's not like a it's not a guaranteed 
No, you'd have to you know, force like, some games in or something. Yeah, if, if if the if the playoffs are already set by week seven or you know the seventeenth game, you know it would be. T- I think the the point is that there's a lot that needs to be worked out, and will you know remains to be seen. Obviously, they have a few years to figure it out, but the seventeen playoff comes into effect this year, which. If your team is uh, on the fringe every year, then you're happy about that. Yeah, you have the go for it year. Yeah, you can. Uh, you know, do you want to make the playoffs and uh, just I sell guess, those I extra guess, tickets? You know, obviously, yeah, you want to make the playoffs and and be able to root for your team because we saw this year. I mean, the Titans were the Titans were the sixth seed, right? Yes, that's correct. So the Titans were the sixth seed. They go all the way to the AFC Championship game. So it does happen. Not not as you know, the NFL. I think. Uh, what is it? The however the past however many years it's been like the one, either the one or the yeah, two. Yeah, one and two it. is seems to dominate going yeah. to the Super Bowl because that bye week's huge. So you know that's another competitive advantage. I didn't even think about if they go to two bye weeks for some teams. It's like oh my that God. that number one seed is going to become very important. Yes, uh, you know it already was, but even more so now. Um, yeah, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. So. A lot of the stuff we've talked about, but I just wanted to touch on a few more things, kind of get your ideas on them. Obviously, you know, the De- DeAndre Hopkins uh, trade to the Cardinals, uh, I just think that that was... Why don't you read off the particulars of that trade? Because it's insane. So I didn't actually write them down in my notes, but let's... Uh... Okay, it's... What do we got? It was a second round pick. I actually have it right here. Uh, Arizona Cardinals... So they acquired DeAndre Hopkins from the Texans along with a fourth-round pick in exchange for David Johnson and a, a 2020 second-rounder and a 2021 fourth-rounder. So they pretty much swap fourth-rounders, so you can cancel those out. And you're getting DeAndre Hopkins. And a second-round pick you get David Johnson. Well, you're getting – so you're getting DeAndre Hopkins um, and you're yeah. giving up David Johnson and a, and a second-round pick, which is like – What? Yeah, uh, what was the Diggs trade? It was a first round for Stephen Diggs. It was a fourth. It was a first, a fourth, and something else. I know Diggs' contract's a lot more friendly. I mean, you're going to have to re-sign Hopkins and work out a deal with him after this year or in the middle of the season. But David Johnson was very expendable. Yes, you were probably going to cut David Johnson at some point. I mean, if they waited, uh, Todd Gurley got cut, and you could have signed Todd Gurley. He was David Johnson was relatively healthy last year, and he did nothing. When they brought in Kenyon Drake, he was basically non-existent uh, in the offense. Anymore. I mean, Drake and he was amazing. He, yeah, he looked great at the end of the year. So I don't, you know, I'm not uh, surprised that they were ready to move on from David Johnson. I just get, you know, now you're, to, now you're Kyler Murray. You're sitting there. You have DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk. Larry Fitzgerald's uh, Larry coming Fitzgerald's back for one more year. Yeah, which if I if I found out that DeAndre Hopkins was just traded for, I'd be like, all right, I'm coming back for another year. And the defense is okay. I mean... Uh, I would assume they're probably going to address the O-line. That's their big issue in the draft for the yeah, Cardinals. Yeah, but, they um, do. Yeah, they got to they gotta do something with the O-line, but... Um, I mean, it's just... Bill O'Brien, the Texans, still don't have a first-round pick. How do you trade DeAndre Hopkins and not least get one first-round pick out of it? Yeah, I think like you meant, I think what you said is is spot-on is that because they have to work out the contract. But still, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is top wide receiver in the game. Uh, one of the top wide receivers in the game. And it's just like, Bill, hire me. <laughs> not even be the GM. I'll be the assistant. And you know what I'll tell you? Let's sleep on it, Bill. 
Yeah. Relax. Not every deal needs to be made for a minute. Yeah. The second. They did bring in Randall Cobb, though. The Texans did. Yeah. So we gave Randall Cobb, what was that deal? Three years, $27 million, 18.75 guaranteed. And you know what I bet you? That Randall Cobb and David Johnson's contract is probably more expensive than DeAndre Hopkins' contract. Uh, if you put the two together, yeah, because yeah. I think David Johnson was signed to a pretty lucrative because deal. I don't think you're signing Randall Cobb if you still have DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah, I don't think so. Um, you know, and then some of you know some of the other moves. I'm curious. Maybe we'll find out how much David Johnson is making um, this season. But yeah, uh, the DeAndre Hopkins trade I think was a pretty big surprise to everybody just in terms of not so much that they traded him but what they got in return so the current david johnson contract he signed a three-year 39 million with the cardinals but it doesn't say what year that was uh 2018 so so he's in the final year of his deal and yeah and i understand yeah it frees up some cap maybe for next year but it's just so it's bad, man. It's a lot. I mean, let's look at the uh, the breakdown here to see exactly what the the details are for this year, because it, it this goes a long way in kind of figuring that out. So, uh, oh, he's actually so he signed it in. He signed a three year extension in 2018. So he's actually he's actually signed through 2021. And uh, so this year his base salary is ten thousand two hundred. He has a million dollar roster bonus cap hit of eleven over eleven million. Dead cap hit of sixteen point two million. So uh, it get yeah it gets a little bit better next. It gets well his dead cap hit for next year is a lot better. It goes down to three million. So next year he's probably on the chopping block. Yeah, no, he, he's a cut. He's a one year thing. It's like oh let's see if this works, but. Weren't they pretty happy with their running backs last year? Carlos Hyde and... Duke Johnson yeah. Jr. I mean, they had guys that could get the job done. Uh, so I'm, I thought they were a good combo together. You know, they have a cap, yeah, a cap hit this year. Of a, uh, this is the biggest cap hit year for him. And so that's $11 million, And then you throw in the, not, the $9 million a year that they're giving Randall Cobb. You're sitting, you're sitting at $20 million, And Randall Cobb's contract is three years. So... Uh, it's kind of like uh, you couldn't work out a four-year deal for DeAndre Hopkins and give him... And you know, know what? A, the amount of money that DeAndre Hopkins just brings in? Yeah, he's a he's a top top player in the game. I mean, David Johnson was that, was that guy a couple of years ago. He's not that anymore. And if I'm... Why did I just blank on the quarterback's name? Murray? M- no, for the Texans. Oh, Watson. Watson, yeah, yeah Deshaun Watson. Um, why, if I'm them, I'm like, why do I want to sign an extension with the Texans? Yeah, because they're not going to give you, they're not going to make an effort. You to just traded away my top target. Yeah, you got me O-line help, but on one side, I still took how many sacks? I think he was the most sacked quarterback in the league still. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a lot of the success was because he was able to just make something out of nothing. And a lot of that had to do with the fact he had DeAndre Hopkins. So what's going to happen this year? And... Uh, you kind of look, I, I think I, I read something where, you know, it was the biggest, uh, biggest winners and losers of free agency and it was by team, but then Watson was on his own. Like they gave him <laughs> his own category because they're like, he's the biggest loser because of what they've done. I would say he might be the biggest winner because he's going to test that free agent market. And well, yeah. if, he, if he goes out and has a good year this year, 
Well, they they'll try to franchise tag him. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but this, then he just won't sign, or he'll the Texans will have to pay him literally two Brinks trucks worth of money. Yeah. Is he going into his fourth uh, year or fifth year? I think. I know he will. I th- I I feel like he's going into his fifth year right now. No, no. I think fourth he's on. Year? He was the same year of Trubisky. So this should okay. be his fourth. And I assume they picked up his option. I mean. Yeah, well, if they haven't, they're going to. But, yeah, that's, uh, you know, he's in he's in a tough spot right now. He's in a tough spot. But he is a special player. And uh, how much, you know, you have the cap hits there or the uh, cap room that's left. Do you still have they, that up? They have $46 million left. So it's not like they don't have money. There's just not, like at this point, you're not going to, you know, they're, signing, they're bringing in Randall Cobb. Like, if they had other other guys that were going to make an impact and they don't have any they don't have any trade equity like they they got a second round pick but they don't they, you know I, I'm yeah just, this is his, this will be his fourth year so they'll pick up his fifth year option okay obviously i don't see how you can't so i mean and they're in a division too where every year it's like all right nine and seven ten and six and you have the seventh wild card spot or you have the seventh playoff spot so you know they're they're gonna uh, they they're always there somehow, despite Bill O'Brien. I feel like the Texans <laughs> never despite yeah, Bill they O'Brien. never live up to their potential, and it's uh, you know they've they've had their successes, but then they get to the playoffs and they fail. Uh, you know what happened? The, they end up winning that Bills game, but they had to come back from. And then they were up what twenty twenty four nothing yeah, twenty four yeah. Chiefs, and then they blow that in one quarter. And, uh, you know, it's just, all right, we, you know, we, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel for Deshaun it make, Watson. It makes me nauseous just thinking about it. Yeah. And I, I and we were complaining about what we got back for Odell. And yeah, I know. Well, that was the <laughs> next thing. They got a first, a third, and Jabril Peppers. And who was technically a first round pick. But yeah. Whatever. I mean, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, some, of the, some of the other moves, I mean, the signings by the Cowboys with, uh, you know, tagging Prescott. And bring and Cooper signing a huge deal. Yeah, that was a big move. Uh, five years, hundred million. Oh my god. Yeah, that was uh, that was similar to the Odell deal, right? For Cooper. Uh, yeah, I think it was just about the same. Makes him a very a very highly paid, highly paid person here. Let's see his uh, his breakdown. Spot Track is a really good uh, site for yeah. Either Spot Track or Over the Cap. Yeah, so Those are the two main ones. So this year, he's making ten million, uh, and then from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty four, he's making twenty million a year with an opt with a potential out after twenty twenty two. I'm assuming that yeah, the dead cap drops a huge amount, so he could save a ton of money if they decide. Yeah, it seems to be a real heavy to begin with. It really puts the player in a tough position, you know, like. You sign that big deal and it looks great, but then you're like, all right, well, one year after, uh, you know, the big money starts, they can cut you and not have really much obligation to you at all. Six million dollar dead cap on a twenty million dollar base salary. That's that's a, huge a pretty saving. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and that's a that's a problem with the NFL. That's why sometimes us as people who analyze this stuff get too caught up in cap space. Because yeah. teams have so many ways to manipulate the calf space, it's insane. Yeah, no, there there are almost too many because you just don't know what you're getting. Um, yeah, there. You know, we saw it with Dave Gettleman giving that 
those front-loaded deals so that you're giving the signing bonus or what, or the uh, guaranteed money really early on in the deal. And then you can cut them potentially next year or the year after. Yeah. So that, I mean, about it. I think that that's one thing we agree on that. We're a little bit happy. We're, we're happy with that because some of these contracts you can move on from and it makes it easy. But on the player side, you know, it's kind of like, all right, if they don't want to pay me 20 million, they can cut me and only be on the hook for six, you know? Um, so it's interesting, but, um, he did get, uh, what, what was the guaranteed money? $40 million guaranteed. So they're on hook for the 40, um, which is, uh, was that it looks like they pay it out basically almost in the first two years though. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So they'll be done. That's why I opt out 2022, um, salary fully guaranteed on the fifth league day of 2022. So, uh, you know, they put these clauses in for a reason. Uh, some of the other ones here, Bridgewater goes to the Panthers. Uh, was that that was a that was a signing, right? Yeah, that was a signing. He was a free agent. Uh, yeah, because Drew Brees returned to the Saints. Everyone thought he was going to retire. He did not. So I assume Trey Bridgewater thought he was going to be, you know, the next man up. Yeah, and he signed a big deal too. Three years, sixty-three million. Uh, I think is the number here. Yep, three years, $63 million, $15 million signing bonus, and uh, guaranteed $33 million. So he's he's cashed out, and I'm and I'm happy for him because he's kind of had a rough go of it early yeah, on um, with that he, injury. He got screwed by that unlucky injury in practice, and he's bounced played around. well, what was he, 5-0 or 6-0? Yeah, no, he, he, he did a good job, and he had some really good games. Uh, so I think the Panthers, this is a good signing for the Panthers. Uh, average salary of $21 million. Um, and again, another potential out for going into 2022 where the uh, the dead cap hit really drops off. So uh, they don't lock themselves in. You know, it's basically a two-year deal with a third year if the team wants them, um, which, you know, he's, for all intents and purposes, he's... He's a starting caliber quarterback in the in the NFL. He just he's put himself he's 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 put himself in a position where he was kind of waiting for this, and he's still a young guy. He's twenty seven years old, or uh, twenty eight years old. So uh, he's you know this is a good signing for the Panthers. I think they did bring Kyle Allen back, who played you know decent in the in the beginning. Yeah, before anyone got any film on him, and then yeah. it was uh, rough. Yeah, so, you know, a couple of the other trades that happened. We had A.J. Boye go to the Broncos. He was going to replace Chris Harris, it looks like. I think we uh, talked about that last time we recorded, and that was actually before, I think. Like, we just had to wait for the season to officially start. Yeah, they had that in place, but it was like three days early or something, so they couldn't announce it uh, officially. And then, um, you know, kind of the last one I had on the list here was Calais Campbell going to the Ravens. Uh, tra- the Jaguars seem to be cleaning house a little bit. Yeah, the Jaguars are... They're following, seems like, the Dolphins strategy of just openly tanking. Yeah, it's the Jaguars so far, I mean, they they haven't really... They've they've done nothing to... You know, they, they placed the franchise... The big thing that they did was place the franchise tag on Ngakwe. Uh, and uh, if he made it to free agency, he was that guy that... He was getting the uh, $22 million. Yeah, he was getting the money that Davian Clowney wants. 
And uh, but they keep they lock him in with the franchise tag. They signed Schober to a big contract. Yeah, which is you know kind of makes me feel a little bit better about the Martinez signing with three years, thirty million because they played they paid Schobert more than him. They paid Van Noy more than him. Uh, so it's and and Martinez has been more productive uh, than than a lot of these guys that are getting signed to big deals. So in that sense, pretty happy with it. Um, but yeah, I mean. Free agency, you know, in the NFL has been pretty, uh, pretty it's balls fast, to the wall this year. Yeah, it's fast and loose usually the first week. Everyone was waiting. It started kind of slow because they were waiting to make sure that CBA passed. Yeah. Um, yeah, see how much money there was actually going to be available uh, with these new deals and everything. So, uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, once that hits... Uh, teams seem to hit the ground running, and then it kind of slows down a little bit until the draft where teams are more feeling each other out. All right, this, this team signed these guys, so, you know, who might they be going after? Can we trade down, get a good, you know, value for, for you know, for the Giants if they decide to trade down with that fourth overall pick? Uh, you know, they might look at a team like the uh, the Chargers now and say, hey, they need a quarterback bad. Uh, yeah, and try to tr- – well – Gettleman won't be able to trick anyone, but no. If any, if anybody's getting tricked, it's him. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's kind of our free agency recap for you. We just wanted to touch on some of those things. Uh, based on what happens over the next couple of days here, uh, we'll have a, a better idea of what our schedule is going to be like because starting tomorrow night is the uh, you know kind of the for, they're calling it the forced lock lock in. Yeah, it's only essential employees are going to be allowed to work in New York, so we're trying to figure it out. It's a joke in its own right. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I'm considered essential working for the retail business in a grocery store, which makes no sense. I've never been essential in my life. (laughs) Well, if you look at the list of... uh what's considered essential employees you can pretty much argue any job <laughs> on the planet can fall into one of those categories depending on how you go about arguing it but uh yeah i mean we're gonna see how this all plays out and uh, i mean we gotta make sure you don't get activated for national guard we'll yeah. keep you up to date on that yeah if that happens it's gonna be tough to you know obviously this was this was our first uh, recording in uh, a little over two weeks, actually. Just yeah. we've just been feeling out this whole thing and trying to figure out what what the deal is. If sports were going to pick back up, we really had no clue. Yeah, we were trying to wait to see any announcement, positive news. We yeah. wanted to wait for, but it really hasn't been any. We couldn't wait any longer. We had to get it out. Yeah, so you know we, we're going to put this episode out today. Uh, it's Saturday, the twenty first, March twenty first. So we're going to put this one out and then. Uh, just pay attention on, on Twitter and and uh, that's at Square the Sharp at Square the Sharp and and check for any announcements. We've done our best to to kind of push out information as as we see it coming out. So uh, depending on how tomorrow goes, you know, as far as as far as we know right now, if uh, we're gonna try to do weekly, I mean, we'll have to get a little weird. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. maybe go through our top five baseball movies. I would say, yeah, we're we're gonna come up with some some fun stuff to, to go and maybe, over. Yeah, we'll, maybe we'll do baseball. We'll create a a one through nine order using fictional baseball players from movies. That's That would that would be pretty fun. That and would then, be pretty uh, fun. Now, well, now we have to do it because now I want to do it. And so. then the NFL draft, we'll, uh, we'll obviously preview that reel and then uh, maybe we'll give you a movie recap of draft day starring yeah. Kevin Costner. <laughs> I haven't even seen it. 
I haven't. It was uh, ridiculous. Let yeah, me say that. Yeah, uh, I, I I never really was in the in the you know had the urge to see that movie, uh, even though I'm a big football guy. But I just kind of got the feeling it was going to be pretty pretty ridiculous. But uh, and then if we still have no sports in June, uh, you guys might be hearing about our Madden franchises. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. Like you said, we're gonna get we're gonna get weird with some stuff and. Uh, and start to push out some different content depending on how things go over the next couple weeks. But uh, for right now, uh, we'll keep it rolling. Uh, as far as we know, there's not going to be any uh, punishment for uh, leaving, leaving your, your house, house uh, according to the governor of New York. So uh, I, I don't think it's going to be enforced that you can't they, go to other can. people's houses. I think it's more stay out of the stores. Yeah, there's not. I mean, that's what he wants. He want. He doesn't want people going to other people's homes. I mean, I, I I went over and saw my mom today, and I gave her a hug. I felt like I shouldn't. When I left, I was like, wait, should I not have given her a hug? Like, like that's the stuff that you're thinking about right now because you don't even. That's the worst thing is you don't even know if you have it. A lot of, especially people our age. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you don't know. Like, I mean, you see athletes, which is another thing. You have athletes getting tested left and right, but if you're, you know, dying and you go to the hospital, they're not going to test you, which is crazy. But uh, you see these athletes that are that are middle aged, and they're even saying, you know, they're putting out videos and posts that they're not. Having they're like, symptoms. yeah, I could play a game. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. I can play a seven game series, no problem. What didn't uh, Mitchell Rudy Gobert, I think. or Rudy Gobert said that they, he didn't play? You know, that was the big, that was the, the yeah, reason yeah, why. Yeah. You know, that was a big thing. And then he even came out and he's like, Yeah, I could have played. I felt, I felt good enough to play. And it's like, well, that's scary then because, uh, you know, now you're not, now you're not so surprised that some of these guys are getting sick. You know, p- names are popping up left and right. You know, Kevin Durant, who wasn't even on a freaking basketball court this year. He no, he was just in the locker room around the guys. Yeah, so uh, it's it's crazy right now. But, you know, we're going to do our best to to try to be uh, somewhat, you know, on a, on a regular schedule. And uh, But a lot of it's going to be predicated on what happens over the next few days. So we'll keep you posted on that. Like Austin said, check out our Twitter, at Square the Sharp. Uh, check out linksports.com, L-Y-N-Q sports.com. Everything's free. We are presented by them. Uh, and like Austin said, pushing out another draft preview coming up shortly you have a you have a time Another frame on that, draft. uh no not yet uh waiting to see want to see free agency maybe wait a couple more days to make sure okay any last minute moves because Clowney's going to be the next big piece yeah you would think so you would think his asking price is going to have to come down but uh yeah so keep an eye out for that again linksports.com l-y-n-q sports.com and we're you know filling up the time with uh you know, we're still pushing out some baseball stuff because, like we said, we don't know what, what's going to happen as of now. So we're continuing with the regular content and then uh, finding some interesting ways to kill some time, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, keep an eye on our Twitter, at Square the Sharp. Uh, get us on iTunes at um, search for uh, Squaring Up the Sharp on, on iTunes there and uh, Podbean as well. But, uh, yeah, so that's our show for you today. We will uh, keep you updated on what's going to happen over the next couple weeks. And uh, we'll see you uh, for our next recording. Thanks for listening. And And here's here's to squaring up the sharp. sharp.